The South Congress podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is South Congress podcast, episode 120. My name is Cameron. And I'm Tristan. Normally, we open the show talking about how we're doing, what we've been up to. Not this week. Peanut, the president has coronavirus. Yep, we're clearly fine, so that's why we're gonna go ahead and let Cameron. Uh, we're clearly fine and well, so we're, I'm gonna we're gonna go and let Cameron uh, talk about timeline of events of what's going on. Yeah, let's do that. Um, NPR has a a pretty detailed timeline from uh, you know basically uh, a week ago until right now. Okay, um, so let's start uh, at the beginning of their information. We're gonna kind of paraphrase it uh, to get through it. Um, so Saturday. September the 26th, um, Trump hosted a ceremony in the White House Rose Garden to announce his nominee for the U.S. Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett. Um, If you guys aren't familiar with Amy Coney Barrett, Coney Barrett thinks that women who have miscarriages should be prosecuted um, just in case there was foul play in their miscarriage. Wow. She's also the same one that said that women shouldn't be allowed to sell their own property unless it's like permission to their husbands or a man or something like that, right? Yeah, so frightening. Yeah, um, but we'll we'll kind of touch on <laughs> on that piece of information. I, I swear she's a like a midnight. Yeah. <laughs> so at least eight people attended the ceremony, including the president, um, or at least eight people who attended the ceremony, including the president, have since tested positive uh, for coronavirus. Uh, later that night, Trump flew to Pennsylvania for an outdoor rally. Hope Hicks, one of his aides, would also later test positive for coronavirus, um, and she was accompanying him at that time. So Tuesday, uh, Trump attended the presidential debate in Cleveland. Um, Members of his family and other guests of the president didn't wear masks in the venue, despite being asked to by Cleveland clinic staff. Um, The moderator, Chris Wallace, said that Trump was not tested before attending the debate because he arrived late. Instead, they relied on the honor system. Fantastic. Mm -mm -mm. On Wednesday, Trump flew to Minnesota for a fundraiser and an outdoor rally. Uh, this is when Hicks started to feel unwell and tried to isolate on Air Force One on the ride back to Washington. Um, Thursday, uh, Hicks received a positive coronavirus test. Uh, she'd also traveled with the president on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, that same afternoon, uh, he flew to New Jersey for an indoor fundraiser where a few people did wear masks. Um, let's see. On Friday. A little bit after 1 p.m., that's when Trump said that he and his wife had tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, The tweet specifically, tonight, Flotus and I tested positive for COVID-19. We will begin our quarantine and recovery process immediately. We will get through this together. Um, And this is where they both said they had mild symptoms. But uh, I guess she was feeling a bit better than him. You know, she's younger. So that probably played into it. In an interview with Fox News, the press secretary said that um, the test took like an hour. So within the hour of him getting the test, um, oh, I'm sorry, he announced the the results of the test within an hour of receiving it. Um, He was given a dose of Regeneron, uh, which is an experimental drug cocktail that shown promising results in coronavirus symptoms, Um, said he was fatigued, but was in good spirits. Same evening, he leaves for the uh, leaves the White House via helicopter for Walter Reed Medical Center. Um, he tweeted a video of him thanking his supporters, gave him a thumbs up. Um, throughout the day, um, people who had been around him continued to test positive. Um, so it was like two members of Senate who had positive results. Um, and it's later that night they said he had received um, his dose of the Regeneron therapy. He had a fever Friday morning, not the rest of the day. Um, they were saying that he, they were happy with the progress he was making. Um, he was fatigued, so had a mild cough, but he was getting better. Um, his fever had been gone for 24 hours at that point, Saturday. Um, the white house said that his vitals over the last 24 hours were concerning and the next 48 hours would be critical in terms of care. There still wasn't a clear path to recovery. Um, and then he sent a tweet after, of course, saying that he was feeling well because reasons, right? Then he sends out a tweet, doctors, nurses, and all the great Walter Reed Medical Center and others from likewise incredible institutions who have joined them are amazing. 
Tremendous progress has been made over the last six months in fighting this plague. With their help, I am feeling well. Um, and they hope that he's going to be able to leave Walter Reed after a few days. Um, so, yeah, that's about where we stand. Jesus. So let me get this straight. In about one to two weeks span, mm-hmm. we found out, as usual, that the president supports white supremacy. He's broke. Air Force One was bought through drive time. <laughs> and now he has the virus, which he didn't call it. Surprisingly, he didn't call it. It's not the Kung he, flu anymore? Yeah. It's not the now, Chinese now, virus now anymore? Now all of a sudden, he want to know... President, keep that same energy. Yeah, it's... Come on, like 200,000 plus people died, and you want to just say, oh, no, it ain't too bad, because blah, 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 because, you know, some people do recover quick, but, you know, I I still got a really good friend who, again, two years younger than me, and, you know, she still has to have an oxygen tank here and there. She had that shit back in August, and now she's having heart problems. Yeah. Like I said, thirty-three years old. That—that's no. That's not the way. That's not what it's supposed to be. What a freaking last past two weeks. So, I, I really don't know where to begin. Um, I do. If there really is a God, and and you know, if He does exist, which you know, by the way, I'm Catholic, y'all. He absolutely just gave the big middle finger to Trump and a whole bunch of Republicans and racist and misogynist and clearly. If you believe in signs and, oh, blah, 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 this is a sign from God. Clearly, this is a sign that, you know, that that woman should not be uh, on the Supreme Court. Do you think that the president, um, the president's family, the president's cabinet, Mm -hmm. do you think that they genuinely believed that COVID-19 was not a threat to them. Yes. Okay. I'm going to say yes, because people like that, Mm -hmm. people that look a certain way, have a certain budget, and think a certain way, truly believe that they're superior and above everything else, and that, oh, no, that's, well, you know, they're seeing the data that a a lot of uh, people of color Mm -hmm. are the ones that are getting out of here. You know, that's who's affecting the most. Mm-hmm. And so they're thinking, oh, pfft, well, that's not me. I, I, I don't I don't have those. Uh, I don't have those lingua organs. I'm good. OK. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a I don't have a concha brain. I'm good. OK. You know, kind of thing. But look at that. You got Chris Christie, mm-hmm. you know, the former governor of New Jersey, who biggest hypocrite of my life, biggest hypocrite of life, especially after the debate where he um he pretty much, I guess, criticized uh, uh, Joe Biden for a, a little bit of like, you know, the, the name calling when he called uh, the president a clown and all that. Mm-hmm. When literally Chris Christie has his whole career called people that have gone against him all types of names and bad shit. Okay. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like all those people that they think they're above everything. They think they're above the law, that they're above society. And then at times, you know... God says, all right, God damn it. Let yeah. me show you that you are human and you're not me just because y'all are ripping off people to think that I actually want money. Let me help you out here. Kind okay. of thing. But I don't know. I, I mean, I, I really think so. I think the thing that disturbs me is that what you said earlier was that his family was in attendance at the debate and they refused to wear a mask. Why would they let him in then? Why not just tell him to get lost, get out of here? So here's the thing about that. Mm-hmm. I think that people are genuinely afraid of confrontation. And I don't just mean because it's the Trumps. Then don't get in a position where you're going to have confrontation. Don't apply for a job and and don't where it's going to happen. You can't plan for confrontation. No, I absolutely understand that. But but you know in a situation like that where you're going to require – where you're going to have to put certain standards, especially mm-hmm. like this, where people are freaking out and there's people that still think this is a hoax and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have been like, no, put on the goddamn mask or get the fuck out of here. You and the CIA get the fuck out. There are two guys consistently at the gym who do not wear masks. And why doesn't Golds tell him to get out? I, first of all, 
you can't do that thing where we talk about the specific name of all the places I go to, but you get to be ambiguous. Okay. Oh, my bad. Well, I mean, I mean but everybody's <laughs> just saying as a policy. Okay. Um, but people know you work out there. They've seen the logos in the back of your little thought and pictures. But anyway, but you, you, you have to have the last word. Okay. But, um, I just got to defend myself. That's all. If again, I'm right, if I'm wrong, I'll absolutely apologize and be like, can, but, can we, but you know, can we continue? Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, and and I I think that comes from a place of it's understood this is what you're supposed to do, but I don't want to have that conversation with the person. And I'm just saying it's a say. That's not me making an excuse. Mm-hmm. It's just me trying to answer the question on why they didn't. Yeah, no, take but, but I mean, but that's not. But that's their job. They they're supposed to uphold policies. They could more than likely they're the kind mm-hmm. of people that are the ones that are out and about not taking anything serious. They could be getting you infected and other people infected because they don't Very want to true. put on a fucking mask. No. Very true. Whoever is working at that place that you work out at. Well, well again, we're, we're focused on the topic. Yeah, I know. But, but, but again, but that's my thing. Like, they need to, but that, that's part of the topic. Like, you know, you need to be in a position where you need to have, like, you know, to be, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, and I use it all the goddamn time. Um, you need to be assertive enough mm-hmm. to say, hey, put it on or get out or wait outside. So the issue to me mm-hmm. relating back to the Trump specifically, their platform is not wearing masks. Their platform is not being afraid of this thing. And so it was very much on brand for them. Yeah, you know? and that's um, fine, but in a in a controlled indoor setting, closed indoor setting like a debate no, you mask up or you do not have well, entrance. Now they have to. <laughs> that, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I, I absolutely agree with you on what they should have done. Yeah. But now we're here. Yeah. You know, but so. My whole thing is like, I, I feel like a lot of these cases are, are, there's so many more cases because there's people like we met, uh-huh. like you said, I don't like, conf- then, then get out of that position because, of job. Because people don't do, do not, it. Yeah. Not because the rule is not in place, but the yeah. people who should be enforcing them are not enforcing them. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, enforce it. Like if, if you if you don't feel comfortable enough to enforce it, then you know what? Go work in the back. Or like, you know, if it's like grocery store, because like mm-hmm. in the very beginning, I would see people walking around in H-E-B without mask until they finally said, you know what? You ha- this is a mandate, you know, this and this, whatever. And, you know, I, I would see people telling certain people to wear it, not to wear it. Not my, I'm thinking like, you know what? If you can't. Excuse me. If you're not assertive enough to do it, get your ass in the back and go stock, you know, beans or something, you know, where you don't have to be confrontational. You don't have to deal with anybody. Just, you know, go work in the back. Go, you know, don't put someone in that position. Okay. Um, you know, because again, guys, this is a very serious thing. So, and again, I'm not trying to knock anybody, but I'm just saying you got to be assertive because uh, literally after this week, I'm on site mm-hmm. at my at my school. Okay. And you better believe if there's any parents that come up, if there's any kids that, no, I'm going to tell them, you better put on that mask or, you know, there is going to be some problems. Mm-hmm. Okay. And these are problems you don't want because, again, I'm taking this serious. You know, I don't want to risk coming home, getting you and the other one infected kind of thing because you work from home. So you're good. Okay. But the other guy and I, we're on site and, you know, I- I'm not trying to have any- anything like that happen to where I-, I could risk not only myself, but you guys you know, getting sick as well because, you know, a kid refused to wear a mask or a parent. Like, you know, like my, my whole thing is if, if this is going to happen, like I'm absolutely going to be confrontational and be like, you need to put it on, get out of here. Or if not, we're going to have some problems. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, where's where's the dad at? We're going to have some problems. That kind of thing. Trump announcing that he tested positive for COVID-19 is his most liked tweet ever. It has one point eight million likes. Oh, absolutely. There's probably 1.8 million people that hopes he kicks the bucket. So next, I want to talk about that. Um, Twitter was a wild place Friday night. Oh, absolutely. Um, What is your response to people wishing death on the president of the United States? Well, normally I don't think it's right when anybody wishes death on anybody. However... Careful. Our president wished death on 200,000 plus people when he was out there giving missing, being low information to basically. And misinformation. Yeah, man, misinformation, mm-hmm. low and misinformation. Exactly. I was going to use that one too. Um, to basically appease his low and misinformation crowd. Mask won't do nothing. We don't need a mask. This ain't serious and blah, blah, blah. 
And now we have 200,000 plus people in this country that are dead because he wanted to, because he decided that him, not scientist, is going to be the final rule in law over uh, what happens during this pandemic time. So, I, I mean, look, my thing is this. You reap what you sow. He made the bed. He got to lie in it now. And if people are going to do and say uh, certain things, guess what? Guess how many people? There's a lot of people out there that wish death on President Obama when he first entered office. I'm not trying to hear it because back then it wasn't an issue. Why should it be any different now? So one of the scariest things I've seen, and we've granted, think about how scary the world's been the last six, seven months, right? Yeah. One of the scariest things I've seen um, after Trump was moved to Walter Reed, Mm -hmm. um, there were some people outside um, basically, you know, cheering him on in support. So Mm -hmm. this one guy's interviewed and he's like, you know, why are you here? He's like, you know, I just want to make sure that the um, I want to wish the president well, let him know, you know, he's in our thoughts and we, you know, uh, hope he's in good spirits and hope he recovers. And the interviewer looks at the guy and is like, so why aren't you wearing a mask? And the guy says, well, you know, I'm, I'm in my twenties. Like I'm healthy. You know, um, I just, I don't think it's something that I need. Like this isn't a thing that affects me. And then and the interview was like, so like, but what if you're asymptomatic and you're around people? And he's like, well, most people I'm around are, you know, are my age. And so I don't really plan on being around anybody. And it's just. Yep. The president has created a cult. Yeah. He's created just a brand of misinformation and false equivalencies and selfishness Mm -hmm. that even when someone sees, even when his supporters see that he's not doing well, they're not willing to take the proper measures and the proper steps to ensure safety. It, it blew my mind. It's, you know? it's like I've always said, the president wants to be Kim Jong-un so bad. Yeah. And his supporters are the North Korean population where they literally bow down and cling on to everything that he says. That That's his supporters, basically, because I, I, I mean... Oh boy! Like I said, it, it's a lot, and you know, for for people to be that selfish, and you hit you hit the nail on the head about. I think it was about a year ago, or maybe about either earlier this year or sometime last year, when uh when you mentioned one time on one of the episodes, I can't remember which one it was, but you mentioned that a lot of people, like basically supporters, they want to be like him to be like where they can get away with bullshit mm-hmm. and not have to worry about repercussions. Like you know, like uh, that's why you know people are doing bullshit that I guess they feel like the president is, I guess, in a way telling them to do, but they're noticing the president doesn't get in trouble, but then they do. And I think they're wanting to have that same kind of... Yeah, yeah. yeah. People, and I mean, we had to tell people before, like, just because just Trump can say it don't mean you can say it. Mm-hmm. You can get punched in the mouth. Like, that That ain't going away, yeah, right? Yeah, you don't have Secret Service following you around. Exactly, exactly. Um, But yeah, so, so there's like, there's a cult of misinformation to the point where uh, one of my favorite lines in The Wire... Um, you know, somebody basically explains to Slim Charles that they are going to war based on uh, a beef that isn't even real. And you know what Slim Charles tells him? What? If it's a lie, then we fight on that lie. And that's exactly what they're doing. Like, they've pushed this false narrative for so long and they've you know, drank so much of the Kool-Aid that now they can't back off of it for fear of looking like idiots. They would rather die than look dumb. Which they do look dumb, but... Yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. It's the craziest thing, man. Like, um, you know, Herman Cain. Herman Cain dying. Like, number one, I don't need to say this because people know it's true. Mm-hmm. The far right... Because I'm not going to say all Republicans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 90, 95%. Yep. But the far right only values people of color when people of color are saying things to hurt other people of color. That's it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I've seen certain people on my Facebook that'll uh, 
share videos from the Hodge twins and you know shit like that. Yeah. yeah. See, they're saying it. They they got it on point. Hodge twins, mm-hmm. Candace Owens, um, Herschel Walker's little zesty son. You know, <laughs> all of them, man. Like uh, the hell, Herschel Walker. While while we're talking about it, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just this. Um, I mean, does, does Herschel Walker still think he's getting USFL checks or what? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with dude. I'm pretty but, sure back then the checks didn't cash either. But yeah, I, I would have thought if Republicans were good people, mm-hmm. <laughs> when Herman Cain died, Herman Cain, uh, you know, the strong political figure and supporter of Trump who goes to a rally, unmasks, um, unmasked, not unmasks because he never had a mask, goes to a rally gets COVID, posted up in the hospital for a month, and dies. Like, you would have thought there would have been a shift in ideas, a shift in movement, a shift in practice from those in charge, and then from those that follow him. Nothing changed. You who are about to die, we salute you. Yeah. And, Can't even get that. <laughs> and nothing was different. Um, Even to the point where, like, they were saying that there are White House staffers who are upset with the president for infecting them with COVID. As they should be. But what do you think was going to happen? But no, and I don't mean staffers like the cooks, like the people who work there regardless of who the president is. Mm -hmm. I mean people that he put in those positions. And my question is this. If you're upset about it, why weren't you wearing a mask? Like you decided to rock with information you knew wasn't true, and then you got mad. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like she told you she was peeing funny. And you still beat. How you mad at her? <laughs> she gave you the information. Like you knew what time it was. Yeah. And you decided, nah, I'm going to just rock with it. And now you texting her like crazy. Bitch, how could you? Nigga, how could you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, okay. Um, next question. Okay. What do you say to the people who believe this is all part of some elaborate scheme to garner sympathy on the road to reelection? So basically you're saying that he's pretending to have, oh, that, that they're trying to spin it to, to kind of be like, oh, poor him. Let's, let's vote him. You well, know? No, well, that, but, but actually what I'm saying is mm-hmm. there are people who are saying that he's not actually sick. Um, they staged him being sick so that he could take this miracle drug, come back healthy, and, you know, push that. Or to say that it wasn't so bad because he's a strong, virile individual and he was able to beat it. I don't see that. Um, he looks super pale in that video. Yeah, did you see the picture? Um, the pictures of him signing a piece of paper that was blank. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, it, it's it's all a dog and pony show. It's I'm telling you, Trump really wants us to be like North Korea, to where he paints one picture, but in reality, it's another thing. And you know, his followers are blindly following anything he says. Like Trump could really say, like, hey. You know, the cure to COVID is eating some dog shit, and you would see a whole bunch of um, you know, you see a whole bunch of his followers like eating dog shit on boats that are sinking, and it would be at the bottom of your shower curtain. Yep. Um. <laughs> so, and then, and, and I'm sorry if I skip my response to mm-hmm. to tweets. Um. So, this is what I'm gonna say. W- would it have been wrong? I'm not telling you to answer this, Peanut, because I know your answer, but yeah. I'm saying this to our listeners. Would it have been wrong for slaves to wish for the death of all slave masters? Would it be wrong for a wife to wish for the death of the husband who beats her constantly? Would it be wrong for George Floyd's mother to wish for the deaths of the cops who killed him? Would it be wrong for Breonna Taylor's parents to wish for the deaths of the cops who killed her? Would it be wrong for a husband, wife, father, 
mother, son, daughter, niece, nephew, cousin, would it be wrong for them to wish for the death of the person primarily responsible for their loved ones dying? Because like, look, where I stand is I can't say I've never wished death on somebody. I honestly can't say that. Oh, right? snap. I, hey. Now you got to do what but, you got to do. Um, what I will say is um, I've, if I felt that way, um, for the most part, I've backed off of it. Um, but here's what I really, really think. Hmm. You can't fix racists. You can't fix bigots. Got to fix themselves. Um, you can't hope that they one day see the light because it's so rare that that happens. I'm not saying nobody's ever recovered, but if you mean to tell me you think that a 74-year-old man can all of a sudden become a better person, um, that's a, a level of faith that I don't know if I have um, because there's nothing to motivate them to be better. They've made it this far. <laughs> And have been just fine being evil. So I'm not saying that I advocate the death of the president. What I am saying is it is not in the people I care about's best interest for good things to happen to him. I think I put that out there the way it needs to be put out there. Yeah. Um. Okay. So... We talked about having faith and believing in God. We talked about all that. Mm-hmm. Peanut, is this the chickens coming home to roost? Is this... It's absolutely the consequences of his actions. Oh, yeah. Like, like it, it's absolutely... When we've been his given... His and their actions. When science has told us, and science that's clearly worked, like New, New Zealand, they out there kicking it. Italy. Italy is eating pizza all for bitches right now. No mask. Safely. No mask. Just mouth. Yep. Just chin on a stomach, eating pepperoni. And their economy isn't crushed shit. They straight. Yeah, because they took necessary precautions. They still did certain things, but you know, their government did what a normal government's supposed to do is take care of your people because, again, we're finding out paper money is not a real thing as far as like. Um, only having so much, you know, especially with the, our own government, you know, mm-hmm. throwing so many trillions of dollars. Let's help this. Let's help that. There's money coming out the ass. So, I mean. Why do you wear shoes? To protect your feet from the ground. Why do you wear hats? To protect your hair from the sun. Why do you wear seatbelts? To protect your body from a collision in case there's a wreck. We know these things to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, we've stepped on rocks before. Um, hurts. We you know, have a little pebble in your shoe that hurts. We have had to put our hands up to our brows because the sun was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in car accidents. So you know, I. thank God for the seatbelt, mm-hmm. right? So the idea that wearing a medical mask so that you don't spread germs is some type of government conspiracy to prove that they can control us, like it has no basis. Those are the kind of people that don't deserve to be alive kind of thing. Like, well, you're or, certainly or not least... doing what you need to to earn it. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it's, it's, it's just real silly. Like, And, you know, because um, I was having this conversation with my mom the other day, and I told her, I, I, I go, this is, I go, the only reason why, because, you know, my mom would kind of be like, because um, about a couple weeks ago, uh, my mom was going to this new Catholic church, and uh, they don't really have a place of establishment yet. So I guess the priest is like, you know, asking like, hey, like, Whose house can I do mass at next? But, you know, not inviting everybody, but just it's only going to be like just the homeowners and whoever the hell they want to bring in. Mm-hmm. And so my mom opened up the house to him and I said, Mom, I go, why, why would you want to do that? I go, I, I go, you barely know this guy. I go, you're going to have family members. That's cool. I go, but I go, all he really needs to do if, you know, if they really want to help people and if they're really trying to spread the word and stuff like that. Just write a letter to the Vatican. They got a whole bunch of billions of dollars up in there. I'm sure they can get him a small little loan to get construction building on a new church, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, my mom was like, why are you so, you know, so kind of anti-whatever. I go, mom, it's not. I'm anti-that. I go, it's just that 
when you're putting opinions over facts, I go because you know the you know the Bible. I, I'm sorry, but it, it's a lot of opinions because if you think about it, there's so many religions that are eerily similar to Christianity. They're eerily similar. It's just that hey, Cameron's the head god for this religion, and Peanuts the head god for that religion. That's all it is. You're just changing names. But my things like when you're having opinions trying to make that truth over cold hard facts of science that literally tells you what you can and cannot do you know word of physics that's where i have an issue that's where i have a problem yeah because if we had believed the scientists back then you know who worked their asses off who gone to dedicated their life to figuring out this kind of stuff and we're telling them eh, you know what? God's got my back. We're straight. And now you have 200,000 plus uh, loved ones dead in this country. And we're still in a rut. And like you said, New Zealand, Italy, they're kicking it. They're cool. They're chilling. They're resuming sports like normal. I seen a koala bear jet skiing. Uh, as I'm saying, like, you know, I think about a month or so ago, Italy had they had a big old concert. No one was masked up. No one got sick because they took the necessary precautions to eradicate this disease, uh, this virus to get rid of it. Yeah. And we're over here. My rights and my freedoms and I don't need no mask and blah, blah, blah and all that. And here we are in October and we're having NFL players, college players. We're having high school coaches and players that are that are coming down with us. We let the president do this to us. We asked a question, um, you know, kind of when this all got going, who has to catch it for the president to take action? And then the president caught it. Mm -hmm. um, and it, like you said, the, the verbiage is different. The wording is different. Um, it's all of a sudden it's a plague and it's COVID-19. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you're you're. Oh, and he wants to like pass a stimulus and you know, it's them drugs must have been kicking. I'm saying, um, I mean, he can go ahead and pass that stimulus. I mean, I'm still not going to vote for his ass, but he can go ahead and pass me that $1,200 or if he wants to double his 2400 Hey, I'm cool with that. I'm going to use that money to bust people to the voting stations. Um, now I'm use that money to get me some chunky donkeys and the rest of it. Is might he buy some going meals. to try to push back the election? Sure, but can't be done. It's not going to be done regardless. I like to believe that you are correct. <laughs> um, I, I just know this is a, a nasty, gross, uh, you know, shadow organization that's in public. Um, and yeah. I get worried about the amount of power they can exert. Again, this all started from going against national guidelines to wear masks. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a reason that we see all these videos of these white folks having to get kicked out of stores and having to get kicked out of football games and having to get kicked out of shows because they refuse to take safety precautions. Because what did Julius say? What? What did he tell Bert Bertier? Attitude reflect leadership. Mm -hmm. And yeah, um, you know, you got to wonder. And like I told you about the kid who was outside supporting Trump. Um, you got to wonder if when he gets back. If everybody's all of a sudden in masks, it's pussy, but it's the right thing to do. Um, like, cause you do have to show some ass and you have to admit fault. Well, they're not going to admit fault, but you have to take necessary precautions. Like, you know, um, I got pink eye one time, right? Yeah. And it was the whoa, worst. Whoa, 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 whoa. It happens. Okay. Um, long, long, long time ago. Um, <laughs> it was the worst feeling of my fucking life. It was the worst thing ever. And I was just like, oh, God, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to die. And I'm going to die looking like this. I can't think of two things worse. Dying and dying with fucking eyes looking like Cyclops from X-Men. This is terrible. <laughs> um, but so many things go through your head. Like when you're dealing with that, you're like, fuck. The main thing is I never want to feel like this again, right? So imagine you talked all this shit on COVID and all this shit on people. And you went so far as to clown Joe Biden days before you were di you were like diagnosed with COVID mm -hmm. for wearing a mask. Talking about how crazy he looks. And his ass is safe. 
and your ass ain't. Yep. He's ready to rock and roll. I mean, like I said, he's a bigger man than I am. Because I'm not going to lie. If I was Joe Biden, definitely it definitely would would have been uh the red uh red dead 2 scene where uh, where he whoops that one guy's ass who has a tuberculosis then yeah. he gets himself you know if i've been joe biden i would whoop trump's ass on stage for uh <laughs> saying that shit about his son yo like it was yo he was crossing wild lines mm-hmm. like again i don't know if like karma is hard because oh, we yeah. know plenty of people who we don't necessarily rock with who've done just fine for themselves Right? Yeah, and that's um, fine. Enjoy hell, but <laughs> but for real, they've done just fine for themselves. So karma is hard, but boy, if it exists, this is that proof. Yep. Because he was tumbling down that fucking mountain, just doing evil shit, and now and you know I understand why Joe Biden has to wish for the safety and health of the president. Yeah, you gotta look good. I also understand why the Obamas said their thoughts are with. Trump, but not their prayers. <laughs> they specifically said our thoughts are with the president. There ain't no thoughts and prayers though. I need those for the people who need them. <laughs> Some people have earned our prayers, and that's who's gonna get them, right? Yep. I absolutely agree. Um, what is the reaction if the president were to die from COVID nineteen? What's the reaction from people more like us? who don't rock with who he is and what he represents. How do those people react? We throw a camp eight party like in life, baby. What to do, baby? <gasps> What's the uh, reaction? Um, and I know, I know you're not serious, but yeah. I, I do think that there are it's going just, to be people who very much say this was deserved. Mm-hmm. This is how things go. Um, yep. There's a reason that, you know, the protest that I went to, um, didn't have a bunch of people test positive for COVID after. There's a reason that these big ass Republican events, um, where people aren't wearing masks and are celebrating dumb shit, there's a reason that there's an uptick in COVID reports mm-hmm. from from those. Um, Sturgis eventually got the back wind of it. There's a reason that yeah, Chris Jericho dumbass uh, basically hosted at- a super spreader event, right? Yep. And what's the reason? I, I, and guys, if you know me, I'm absolutely like a man of faith. But believe it or not, um, I'm absolutely a man of faith. I absolutely believe in God. Um, it is hard for me to just say, well, God's on the side of right because God has a complicated history with black people. <laughs> I don't know another way to say it, right? Uh, you ain't wrong about complicated that, history with black people. Um, yep. It's not for me to try to sort that out. Okay. But if you believe that doing the right thing yields positive results and doing the wrong thing yields less than positive results. Hey, it's there. What do people on the right say if the president uh, were to die from COVID-19? I think. At that point, they're probably going to be like, we need to take it. I would hope that they could redeem themselves, do some redemption, and say, you know what? Let's mask up. Let's take this serious. Let's slow things down. Let's eradicate this. But they're already, they're already too far invested in. They're going to go wild. They're going to riot. And their riots are going to seem, quote unquote, justified. Mm-hmm. That's what's gonna at least with the writing at, at least from like alt right, you know, uh, the Proud Boys and you know those thin blue line, you know, people, people like that, you know, they'll probably riot kind of thing, but those rights will be seen as oh well, they're justified, they're just expressing, you know, their uh, their mourning of of a dearly uh, of a dearly loved one that just you know passed away. <laughs> what i say to that i'll slap the shit out of somebody if they come around on that bullshit yep um get a chair thrown right at your face do you think that the president would still run for re-election if his wife were to pass from covid19 yes hmm. you gotta remember people like that 
they don't people that look like that mm. in a certain economic bracket have certain power. They don't care about family or loved ones. His youngest could get that shit and die right now. He wouldn't care. He'd still steamroll ahead. Do you think that the people he infected all still maintain their jobs and continue rocking with him going forward? I think in their mind, they're still going to have loyalty. I wouldn't be surprised if the president is like, ah, you got COVID, fuck you, bye. And they're left asked out because, again, people like that, very selfish and greedy. They only think about themselves. They don't, they don't care about loyalty to people like that, to people with that certain mindset and, you know, that look like the president. Mm-hmm. Loyalty does not mean shit to them. Loyalty only means if, hey, what can you do for me? Mm-hmm. That's what loyalty to them means. Okay, um, so any more thoughts on this situation before we get new information and revisit it? Well, only one thing to say in the words of Seahawk. Welp! <laughs> I, um, yeah, it's, it's almost surreal being in this position, but if it was going to happen, this is how it was going to happen. Like, not... You know, not taking the the necessary steps that everybody else needs to take. Like we, um, RBG died so that President Trump could possibly die. People continue to ask me, mm-hmm. like, why? You know, like, hey, man, we going out? Like, why ain't you out here? I ain't seen you out, or you know, this and that. And to me, it's still just like, yo, like, we not supposed to be outside. Like, yeah, dog. Like, you need like, to. Sit I down understand. Chill. I understand that they are letting us out, but. I don't really see the appeal with this thing hanging around. It's just like, what is it? It's like the open carry laws in Texas. Just because you're allowed to open carry doesn't mean you should. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like like there's so many things and rights that we have. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that we should actually They don't need to exercise, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I I get it. Like, I personally, like, I'm dealing with... uh, I'm not going to say a crisis, but like you and I had a conversation last week Mm -hmm. about working from home. And I was like, I hate working from home. It's the worst thing ever. And it's so weird. And I'm not, and you're not wrong because how you feel is how you feel. Mm -hmm. But you think about how weird it is to tell somebody that they're using privilege as a reason to not work from home. Again, you're not wrong, but just think about how backwards that would be if you told that to somebody in like the 80s. You know what I mean? Like where. The idea of working from home would just seem like the laziest shit in the whole world. It's like, get your ass up and go somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, and, and I, when I say this, this is not a shot at you. It's just yeah. to establish how our minds kind of work different. So last night, you and I are like sitting there drinking and we're talking. And you're like, hey, while we're not doing nothing, why don't we record? And I was like, I didn't say this, but I was like, are you fucking crazy? Because my thought was like... No, I have to like prep and I have to be in the mindset and I have to get the information and how the fucking peanut just say, let's just go in there and do it. That's crazy. But I say that to say. That's but, literally what I do. But I also don't prep either. But, but, but we have different roles on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. You like that's, prep for me. Yeah, that's what it is. We have and different I just kind of shoot the from the hip and so do the saying, best like, I can. It's not a knock on you. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like working from home is hard for me because like I just identify all this stuff as the same. Mm-hmm. And so like my brain can't jump from being at home to being at work to doing creative stuff. So like, that's what I told you. Like I can work in my office because me, it's taking myself out of my, my home, my personal space, but it's also a work area, like an established work area. There's places to draw inspiration from. There's hell, even just like looking out that big window and seeing the trees and seeing kids go to class and then looking at like the different architecture inside the building, how things are designed, being able to go down the hall and see a flyer for a student organization, like all that kind of stuff helps me when we're looking to uh, make a poster, make a flyer, do a graphic or come up with a show idea or be on somebody's show. Like I draw inspiration from all that stuff. It's like working in an art studio. You know what I'm saying? Um, But like when it's time to work, like do that here, like I've done so little because I'm in the same spot working where I watch TV, where I eat dinner, you know, all that runs together. Right. So um, 
I'm saying all that to say it's hard for me too to be home all the time. I love it. It's fucking crazy. Um, but I'm saying it to say I understand. I have the same. There are people who have the same issues as me mm-hmm. who don't, in this case, have the same self-control. Because I can't say I have more self-control. There's plenty of shit I ain't got self-control about. Woo, boy. <laughs> but um, You've been doing just fine during these times. <laughs> but I'll put it like that, y'all. Yeah, He's been doing just fine. But I say it to say, like, I, I get I. it, but you're also really fucking up. <laughs> you're really fucking up. Like, dog, if you just fucking sat down for them two weeks, we'd be straight. I'm telling you, it's all we have to do. And, you know, even these schools that, uh, you know, down here in Texas, there's already like, you know, thousands of cases like throughout the state between staff and kids of testing positive. But yet, TA Commissioner Mike Morath, you bitch, you know, I'll tell him his face too. You know, he's wanting stuff to reopen. Like I said, we're going to reopen in two weeks, which, you know, it is what it is. But my thing is like, the only thing that I don't like is, is that basically, um, it's going to make it a lot harder for us because, like, you know, I do PE and athletics. Mm. And so right now I have to take laptop, like what you have right now in front of you, take that shit out with me outside and run around and, and you know, show virtually the kids. But I'm like, it makes no sense. And my thing is, like, if people want to stay home virtual, cool, but let's assign teachers that only are teaching virtual to the virtual kids and face-to-face teachers with face-to-face kids. Then we'll make the, the workload a hell of a lot easier. And, you know, because, again, like, you know, that, that, that kid – who's virtually doing PE with me could literally just have their mic off, uh, you know, uh, camera off. They could be playing GTA mm-hmm. while, like, you know, the other kids are playing football. We're doing something like that. But, uh, no, I mean, like I said, you know, you know, guys, uh, those of y'all, you know, if you uh, have kids in the state of Texas, teach the state of Texas, just look. Um, just say do the best you can. Make sure, uh, if you have kids, make sure that the mask they leave with to school, that's what they come home with. Um, make sure that they're taking necessary precautions. You as a parent are taking necessary precautions. Don't do anything to jeopardize, you know, stay indoors. Um, if you have to go to the store, mask up, please, please, please uh, do your best not to be out and about. Look, Cam and I have not been out and about since February. Since March. February. Okay. I've been since February. No, we went, you weren't, we've been when we got them crab legs. Uh, that was in February. First weekend of March. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So first week, my bad. Okay, first week in March. Okay, but the weekend before the weekend before they shut everything down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we haven't been out since yeah, since then. Sure, we love mimosas. We love going out there and watching the, you know, <laughs> yeah, watching scenery. The watch. <laughs> yeah, you know, scenery. You know that kind of thing. But but again, uh, you know, just whatever y'all do, do not do anything that can jeopardize your health, your kid's health, and your uh, your child's teacher's health. Because, again, um, if teachers are dead, who's going to teach your kid? Oh. You know, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, uh, fellow teachers, hey, stay strong out there. You're doing a hell of a job. You're, you're doing more than, you know, the average person can do. You're doing more than, than a, a, you know, a lot of people right now are, are doing currently. So, you know, hey, just keep a head up. Um, just know you're going to be all right. You're going to be good. Um, same thing, keep, keep your social distancing. And, you know, if, if your school district, if, if they're fucking up, if they're doing something wrong, do not feel afraid to blow the whistle on these guys. Let, let's get them out of here. If, if they're going to make, if they're going to make your job unsafe, let's start getting people out of here. Because again, this is no joke. People are dying. This, this virus, d- uh, does not discriminate. It's getting kids. It's getting teenagers, it's getting young adults. It's getting old people. It's getting everybody. It's getting, you know, racist, non-racist, getting everybody. Doesn't discriminate. Let, let's, uh. Let's do our part and uh, let's make things let's make things amazing, guys. Let's uh, let's do good. Well said, well said. Um, so let's take a short break and come back and try to talk about some fun stuff. Yes. The South Congress podcast. So by the next time we record, LeBron James is probably going to have his fourth NBA title. Yep. Um, have you watched any of the finals so far? Not really. No. I mean, I'm just not really interested. Not, not not because the Spurs are not in it, but just because, uh, I mean, even without the injuries, mm-hmm. you know, the Lakers were going to bust it on the Heat in four or five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think regardless of who was playing, yeah, um, it didn't matter who who came out of the East. I mean, I, and I genuinely, I don't think it mattered if uh, if they had played the Clippers mm-hmm. um, or whoever. I I think they would have got them. I, I think that. Uh, 
LeBron James is, I probably have him number three all time. Uh, maybe the definitely top five, but I probably have something like uh, Mike Kareem LeBron, something like that. Um, yeah, I can see that. But but I definitely have him as a top five all time player. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think I if, mean, if I had to make an all time starting five, it would be. Magic at the one, Jordan at the two, Braun at the three, Duncan at the four, Kareem at the five. It's a solid lineup. Can't even argue with that. Yeah, and I think there's there's probably th- th- you could make an argument for Shaq at the five. I think um, L.A. Shaq. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I mean, Orlando Shaq was pretty good too, but yeah. L.A. Shaq was literally unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that you know, five years of Kareem, even Phoenix Shaq was um, kind of not, unstoppable. Not Kareem. Uh, five years of Hakeem, you could put him at the five. But I mm-hmm. think that. That first four, um, again, that Magic, Mike, Braun, Duncan. I think that's that's the four, yeah. you know, and whoever your five is. But um, so yeah, I think whoever they played, and Anthony Davis is just like it's phenomenal. He's amazing. Like he can just give you thirty. Yeah. He'll just give you thirty and ten. You but know what I mean? and like I said, you know, the thing is, like the the Lakers have absolutely out rebounded. The Heat, I think, by like almost close to. I know in Game One they out rebounded them by like over twenty rebounds overall. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, they're just more athletic. They're they're bigger. Um, you know, they're 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 playing they're playing at a higher level. And you know, the, the Heat are kind of you know, I, I give credit to them, but I mean, sorry, Chris, but you know, the the Heat they're just playing like they're just happy to be there. They're I mean, thing. they're a very good team, and I don't think that being a good team is enough. You, you know who they kind of remind me of? Who? A good team, but is. Not really that charismatic and fun to watch. They remind me of the Spurs. Well, you know, but the, but the thing about the Spurs was uh-huh, Chris. they had Tim Duncan, David Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, Marty Ginobili, ailing, Tony Parker, and ailing David Robinson. By the yeah, way, they had Kawhi Leonard. They had uh, peak Stephen Jackson. You know what I mean? Like there were guys on that team. Hell of a role player, Stephen Jackson. Yeah, by the way, yeah. But and the thing about Miami, and granted, Miami's playing really good. Yeah, Miami is Bam. Jimmy and role players, and and as good as Bam is, like Bam's, he played, he had a phenomenal year. Bam would have needed to put up thirty and twenty a game for them to have a shot, and he's hurt. Ain't gonna happen. You know what I mean? And Even if he wasn't, it ain't gonna happen. Exactly. Like, yeah, you would have to be, and that's not a knock on him. Yeah, he would just have to be two of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um. So my question is this. Um. Again, looking like, and, and granted, L.A. I don't want to like discount anybody. Like Rondo's giving them. Boston numbers, like he's super facilitator again. He has, he, has a re- shit. he has a reason to play now. Yeah. KCP is out there hooping. Dwight Howard is out there getting that's a, That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like the, these guys, yeah. like, you know, they've, you know, like you said, Rondo and Dwight Howard have literally risen from the dead. They have reason to play now. Mm-hmm. They don't have, you know, they have reason to play now. They have reason to be great again. They have reason to look, look like, you know, uh, when they first got in the league, you know that kind of thing. They are they are playing phenomenally. Yeah, because um, like you know they they got motivation now. It's kind of like, uh, um, you know, at my first gig, uh, we had some coaches that they weren't very motivated to coach. But then once you got Coach Taylor the OC, these guys were motivated. They mm-hmm. they you know it's like they found a wheel to coach now, and like it, it was just crazy. But it just it just shows you the kind of person that Braun is mm-hmm. that makes one to like you know. These other players, may, uh, these guys may not be getting monster numbers, mm-hmm. but they're playing at a higher level than what they normally would be doing. Yeah. Hell, even Alex Caruso. Yeah. You know? um, and, and the biggest issue with Miami, they don't have any defenders. No. Like, they, Tyler Hero can score. Duncan Robinson can score. Um, Jimmy Butler can defend, absolutely. Uh, My, Miami's Bam just uh, Houston with a beautiful beach. <laughs> but, I mean, they, <laughs> at least they got a center. Like, they have... Uh, you know, they, they, there's talent there, but they just they don't uh, have anybody. Not that anybody just has anybody who can defend LeBron, but uh-huh. they don't have anybody who can defend LeBron. And they don't have anybody who can defend AD. Like, nope. yeah, just, uh, okay, so here's my point. Braun wins the title. Braun goes four and six. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they probably have to be the favorites again next year. It's going to be a different roster, but there's no way AD doesn't resign. Right? Yeah. So you have Braun, AD, the ghost of Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma, and then everybody else is just whoever. Yeah. So, you know, like, there's going to be people who are going to take a pay cut to go play there. 
Because you want a ring. Interesting. Right? Which, which, you know, mm-hmm. because like almost a decade ago, you couldn't get people to take a pay cuts to go play for Kobe in L.A. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think... It's not a knock on Kobe, yeah, by but, the way. but they, they weren't doing it. Like, you can't argue that. Like, yeah. they, they weren't doing it, for sure. Um, yeah. So, I think they're the favorite game next year because the Clippers ain't going to be shit. No. Um, Houston, you're out of there. Yep. And, now granted, Denver's really good. Denver's really, really, really good. They surprised me. But, yeah. I, I think that, like, Jeremy Grant... Jeremy Grant might be playing in L.A. next year. You know what I'm saying? Like... Um, but Denver's good, but I still think LA is a title favorite, right? Yeah. Even though Golden State will be back, I don't think that Golden State can. I think with an older Draymond, with no KD, um, I just don't think that they are going to be better than the Lakers. I don't no. think in, they can. I don't think they can defend them, and I think the Lakers can wear them down. Because you got to play LA four times in the regular season. Mm. And then at least four times in the playoffs, yeah. if you meet them, I I, I, just, I, don't I, don't, think, I don't think they have the, the willpower to go through Denver. that. Yeah, I don't think Golden State's better than Denver at this point. Um, and Grant, I think Steph's in, Steph's the best shooter I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Clay's the best spot up shooter I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, I just don't think there's enough there right now. Andrew Wiggins, man, eh, you know. Um, but okay, Let's Spurs say, are still rebuilding, but they look they look like they're, they're going yeah, the right direction. I, I think it's going to be a couple of years for the Spurs, but yes, yeah. they're um, going the right direction, which is good. Absolutely. So I say it to say this. Number one, mm-hmm. LeBron wins title four. Yep. Let's say next year he wins five. Mm-hmm. And the year after he wins six. Okay. Do you think he plays that long? Yes. Because he's our age. He is Peanut, he put up 32, 9, and 9. <laughs> yes. Because I think that with and on a a, a no a no basket, like on a whistle, he caught uh like a, a a reverse dunk, they just to do it, or like a reverse rock the cradle dunk. Yes, I think LeBron plays another five years. Um, and, and the thing is, with AD, like if as long as they stay together, hell, he can be number two. He can be David Robinson. Of course, different True. positions, but yeah. you know this guy buys me a few years because there's less I have to do. Um, Bron's biggest strength has always been his passing, so him being able to facilitate and just spot up and shoot. And get, go in there and get a layup because he's still going to be bigger than everybody? Yes, I think he can do it. So let's say LeBron goes 6-6. Six and six. Mm-hmm. What's more impressive, 6-0 six and oh or 6-6? Six and six? I think they're equally impressive. <laughs> I hate you because that's a perfect answer. Um, I, yeah. I think that, yeah, Jordan going 6-0 and oh in the finals is that's absolutely amazing. amazing. Like, yeah. Tim, Tim almost two, did it. Two, Tim, three Tim almost did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... But bullshit calls, you know, that well, allowed Miami to, to get a title. I it's don't want to. I don't want to dwell on the past. Yeah, I know. But, me neither. Um, but we know what it was. But, you know. But anyway. Yeah, going 6-0, and um, especially, you know, Jordan was probably the best player in the game um, from like 87 to 93. You know, like he's probably the best player. Um, and they just, it took them a while to get over the hump. And once they did, they were there. Mm-hmm. Even on his downside. You know, after he takes a couple of years away and has to figure it out again, he's still, if not the best, a top five guy, right? Um, but, like, there's an argument to be made that LeBron's been the best player in the league since 2007. You know? That's like, true. There, yeah. There's an argument there that he's been the best for 13 years. I'd um, say maybe even 05, kind of going back back that far. Yeah, but. I mean, I mean, what? Because, uh, yeah, Tim won um, his second MVP in 04, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah, you Braun 06. Okay, I think he won his first. Then he won his first MVP 07. 06 or 07. Yeah, that's when he took him like, to the finals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, there's definitely getting to the finals ten times. Um, is crazy. You know, he's been in the finals every year since 2011, save for last year. So it was 2007. And then 2011 through 2018. Then again in 2020. Um, so yeah, if he ends up going like six and six in the finals, getting to the finals 12 times, um, that's you know, like you said, I guess equally as impressive. Yeah, it, you know the, the fact that he's been to this many finals, mm-hmm. the fact that he's literally taking shit to the finals, like with, with Cleveland. 
You know, he he he's taking bad teams to the finals. Mm-hmm. He he's taking average to above average teams to the finals. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it, it speaks for it. And, and you know, you take you take him out of this equation. What you got? Not a lot. Yeah, I mean, not it, it, a lot at all. You know, it, it's it's shown. You know, for the most part, I mean, Miami they they rebounded pretty good, but you know that was after. Uh, you know they got Jimmy Butler and and you know they had a good draft year, uh, but for the most part, I mean after you know he split, <laughs> Miami was very mid, you know, and so my my thing is like and then you like you know Cleveland they're just they're just ass now at this point yes and you know it it it'll, it'll be the same thing like you know and that's why I asked like you know do you think he still continues I mean yes physically he still can. Mm-hmm. But he may decide, nah, you know what? Like, I made my money. I got my stuff. I'm good. Let me just focus on, like, you know, these movies and, and maybe doing, like, you know, documentaries and social activism. I think that, um, and he's never said this, mm-hmm. but I think that there's something about a three-peat. Um, a three-peat in L.A. A three-peat as somebody compared to Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's something there. And so I think if he can do it, he'll try to do it. Yeah, um, I mean, if yeah, if he gets three P in L.A., I mean, he's he's right he's right there with Jordan. That yeah. there's no Jordan's better than him or he's better than Jordan. it's they're equally kings. We're gonna have two kings of NBA. So they'll never build a LeBron statue in Miami. No, um, that's where they're gonna have a D Wade statue, and they should. Uh, but yeah, they'll never have a LeBron statue in Miami because he wasn't like a lifer and didn't want to be and didn't he knew he didn't need Pat Riley. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Cleveland should absolutely build him a statue. Yep, they better. Title, yeah, God damn it! Um, All the bullshit they put him through, they put no one around him, and he still put him on his back and won him a title. If he wins three in L.A., they have Kareem, Magic, Kobe, Shaq, and Bron statues. Yep, <laughs> hell, maybe an AD. Um, it'd be super interesting if like he does retire, then AD stays out there and keeps winning. It'd be great. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, or he didn't Other go to San Antonio. That, really quickly, what the hell is going on in the NFL? Everybody's getting positive. Yeah. So they pushed the Chiefs Pats game to Monday night. Uh Cam Newton was the only player to test positive uh for COVID for uh New England. Uh Tennessee had to reschedule because they had eight players. And seven staffers test positive. Mm-hmm. I understand people saying, well, why didn't the NFL just do a bubble? I say again, how the hell could the NFL do a bubble? Like, there's literally no space big enough in this country for the NFL to do a bubble. You would essentially need... You'd have to literally lock off a city. you need 16 football fields. And that's just for... Wait, there are four teams, four divisions... Yeah, so there's 32 NFL teams. Mm-hmm. You would need at minimum 16 football fields. Let them each use half of it when they practice, and then um, you know have them play games there. Of course, there'd be like two fields a week that didn't get used because I think that's how many teams are on a buy each week. Mm-hmm. You'd need enough hotel space for 3,200 people essentially. Well, hold on. There is a way that they could get around it. Now that you think about Go it, go to Mars. No, the uh, okay. the NFL. You'd have to shorten the season. Yes, and you'd have to have four re- or for the division. So, like the NFC West, one location, all four teams in that little area. Mm-hmm. They play each other. You know, almost kind of like soccer style. Like you know, you have a Group A, whatever, and all that shit. NFC West, maybe maybe they hang out in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Okay, NFC East, maybe hang out in a. Uh, maybe like uh, let's see who there's either Philadelphia, DC, Dallas, or uh, um, New York. You know, you find a spot or whatever. You put all those teams in that area. You have them play each other like maybe once, twice, whatever that kind of thing, um, and whatnot. And then I don't hate that idea. Yeah, like have a round robin. Mm-hmm. Take off a week. NFC switch East. Cities. Yeah, NFC East plays uh, like you know out of the because what's there? NFC East, West, and South, right? East, West, North, South. Yeah, okay. So you have maybe like the East play West, North versus South. You know, they play in one location. And the, the winner, you know, basically instead of having like, some, you know, the, the number one of each division, number one East plays number one West, number one South plays number one North. You know, you play in a certain, you know, area. 
uh, then you know meet somewhere and like in you know, one of the bubbles where like only they try only the personnel only players and coaches the trainers that's it no one else no family nothing mm-hmm. um you know and then the winner of the nfc plays the winner of the afc you know that kind of mm-hmm. thing and then again one central location um where there's not a lot of uh cases kind of thing so i mean hell even you got to play like in a uh if like wyoming has no cases fuck it super bowls in wyoming they're playing in wyoming you know that kind of thing what uh what happens when they tell the NFL players that they're not allowed to leave their home city on bye weeks? What are they going to do? They're probably going to say, screw football. <laughs> right? I got to go home. I, I, I don't see how they can enforce the things that they need to enforce with the way they've set this up. I mean, I, I would say if they're going to do that, I would say the NFL player should use his leverage. You'd be like, okay, well, you know what? We'll do this, but we want to restructure. Yeah, the CBA, we need guaranteed contracts now. There you go. We'll do this for you. We'll bubble. We'll be celibate, whatever. But you're going to give us guaranteed contracts now. And if you sign me for a five-year, um, you know, $100 million deal, then you're going to honor all $100 million of that of that deal. Like, you know, not a penny more, not a penny less. You did really good today. I try my best. I mean, like, like I said, you know, I, I try my best. And, you know, like I said, I, I'm not trying to whatever, guys. You know, I didn't really prep. I literally just feed off of what he does. I, I do research, you know, stuff on my own. I watch stuff, you know, South Park. You know, if any of y'all got to see the pandemic special, it was amazing. It hit spot on. Whatever reason, Cam refuses to watch that. But, you know, he'll watch Wrestling Otaku. But, you know, whatever. Quality content. He'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get over that mountain eventually. Guys, it is the South Congress Podcast, episode 120. My name is Cameron. And I'm Tristan. And we're out. Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comment, show, or movie discuss? Supporting the South Congress Podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show.